This is an ASCII Live media production for the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles official podcast channel. G'day, Steve Menzies here, and this is the Seagulls Business Podcast, hosted by Seagulls Commercial Manager, Ben Brody, and Chief Commercial Officer, Luke Tucker. Each week, Ben and Luke will be joined by Seagulls Corporate Partners and other special guests to chat about all things business. And of course, a bit of footy. The Seagulls Business Podcast is proudly presented by Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. Now... Let's get down to business. Thank you, Beaver, and hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Seagulls Business Podcast, proudly presented by our media partner, ASCII Live Media. I'm Ben Brody, Commercial Manager at the Manly Warringah Seagulls, and I'm joined by my co-host and Chief Commercial Officer of the Seagulls, Luke Tucker. Hello, Luke. Hey, Ben. Nice to be here, as usual. Yes. Exciting, exciting day today because we do have a very special guest, a man who belongs to a brand that Manly fans and members, NRL fans to that extent, would certainly know. It is the Managing Director and Founder of the URM Group, Anthony Johnston. Hello, AJ. Thanks for the intro, Ben. G'day, Luke. Howdy. Good to be here, boys. Fantastic. AJ, you've been a part of the Manly Seagulls fabric for years now, but before we get into that, we'd like to find out a little bit more about you and as, as a person and all the rest. So let's go back, not all the way back, but back, you know, you grew up around Sydney. You went to the very rugby mad school of Joey's at Hunter's Hill. Were you a rugby league fan back in those days or were you indoctrined into rugby union? Well, I changed. So I, I grew up in Northern Beaches and I played for the uh, Avalon Bulldogs. Yes, excellent. Then went to boarding school and they, of course, didn't have a league, so we played union. What position did you play with the Avalon Bulldogs? I was lock. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I played lock, but I don't think you really had positions when you're 10. Right, yeah. You know, just try to be first receiver. Whichever, sure. whichever jersey <laughs> yeah. fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you remember moments about that time? Any grand finals, any wins? We lost the grand final. Ah. I scored two points more than the goal kicker. Through the season. Really? I didn't pass very much. <laughs> a w- wide running locker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bradley Clyde style, I think. Don't very argue. Nice. A few don't argue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you moved, went over to the dark side of rugby. Yeah, league. and then um, always supported Manly. Mm-hmm. Always went for Manly. And yeah, got back into the league in probably 97. Okay. So it's probably when the point where you had the Super League, there was two comps. Yeah. And then I just formed URM. So the guys contacted me and said, would I consider sponsoring? Because at that point, Manly was going to get kicked out of the comp. So that was my first year of sponsorship in 97. Wow. Okay. Well, I want to come back to that. I do want to touch on the fact that you're actually also a solicitor of the Supreme Court of New South Wales. So you obviously did a law degree. Yeah. So I finished school and I did arts law with honours at Sydney Uni. Then I went to the UK. And then in 1990, my dad got a cancer. So I came back to look out. I was one of nine kids. I came to look after the, um, you know, the kids and the family. And he had a small waste group that he ran from under the house. So that got me into waste and I've been here ever since. And then that turned into the URM group in 97. Yeah. So he had a group called John J. Johnston Proprietary Limited. Yep. And when I came back, he died February 91. From there, I formed some other companies and then consolidated those interests in 97 when I formed URM. We know your brother Dave's involved with URM now as the CEO. Has he been involved from the start? Obviously a big family. Has other family members been involved or did you just take it and run with it? Well, Dave's been involved with me since he was like 10. 
So he's had no choice. He needs you to keep him so, in so mind, doesn't he? Wh- where were you in the kids? I was number two. Number two. Number okay. two. Five okay. boys, four girls. Wow. So there was a lot resting on your shoulders when you came back, obviously, when your father was sick. That must have been a difficult, but probably a, a time where you really had to be the responsible adult and take care of everyone. Which is a great role you play, I must add. A responsible adult role. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it was like a really interesting but terrible time in my life. We didn't have a great deal of money, so my dad wanted to die at home. I don't know they'd allow me anymore, but back in those days, they'd allow you to do all the morphine injections. So I'd sleep next to him on the bed on the wow. floor and then you just do the morphine through the night that way he was allowed to die at home so that was really good but just at the same time pretty unusual yeah a- absolutely and and yeah you grow up very quickly when you have to administer morphine you know to your father 97 manly come to you super league war tumultuous time in rugby league manly are on the arl side they contact you basically needing your help to keep manly alive yeah well what they said manly we're going to fail on the sponsorship criteria. So it was the first deal I did was a three-year deal because Ericsson had just pulled out of the corners. So we signed up a three-year deal for the corners and in return for that was the last few weeks of the 97 season. So that was my first deal with Manly. It was the first sponsorship that hurt. And I didn't have a lot of cash. It was one of those things where it would have been a massive loss for the Northern Beaches community to lose the club and especially a huge loss given that they supported the NRL. So it would have been a double hit and I just thought, well, it's a good thing to be part of. So there's Max Delmage and a few other people. So we all got together and um, here we are. So just to specify the, the corners you're talking about, the, the branding at the corners of the field. Is that That's right. right. We've yeah. been there. You still have today. You still have today. 25 years. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So a three-year deal. You see at the end of the 97 season where, of course, Manly very unluckily goes down in one of the greatest grand finals of all time. It's, it's, it's a really strong time for the club, but as the post-Super League era and we move into the NRL era, uh, the merger of Manly Warringah Seagulls and North Sydney Bears happen. How, how did that affect you as not only a fan, but, but as a sponsor as well? In 97, we were winning for like not 79 and a half minutes for that game. It was just right at the end we didn't yeah. win. But um, Northern Beach was really weird. It was like two clubs within a club. We, we used to go up to Gosford. It was always not going to work. It was just how it was going to break. Yeah. But we still had a football team, at least half of one. Mm. And the Northern Eagles still had an eagle, which I thought was, um, that was the first tussle. We took a bear on and the eagles remained. Yeah. So we were in good stead. It was a tough time. The, The Eagles didn't win a lot. The fans weren't engaged. And of course, what we saw was the Manly Seagulls come back to their unique self. Moving from there, again, Performances on the field weren't fantastic. You stuck by the club no matter what. It's been all the way through to where we are today. We'll go into more detail about that, but it says a lot about yourself and a lot about your business to stick by a club through good times and bad because, as we know in rugby league, there's a lot of controversies. Yeah, (laughs) off-field indiscretions. And, of course, one of the first things the media do is highlight the indiscretion and then it's which sponsor will leave and then normally it's sponsor A or sponsor B. You've stuck through no matter what. I'm the sponsor. They ring in those times and I say no comment. (laughs) (laughs) Or or sometimes he'll get up them and they'll go, why did did I make that call? They they ring him trying to get a a bit of a scoop saying, oh, URM are not going to stick by the Seagulls. And and they probably regret making the call sometimes, don't they, once you get up them? You know, you've got to be honourable. You've got to be loyal. You've got to know your purpose. If you know those three things, then life becomes pretty easy. So for us, when there has been a player who's done the wrong thing, well, then sure, we'll say the player's done the wrong thing. 
but that doesn't mean the entire institution has an issue. So I draw a distinction between the two. Absolutely. It must be hard when your brand has been represented by the club and, and vice versa. And again, it says a lot. We've talked about the bad. Now let's talk about the good. And I think the good is grand final victories. It's that run through the late 2000s where it must have been an incredible time to be a part of the club. It precedes Luke and my time at the club. So tell us about those 2007, 2008 days where Manly were king again. Well, it was interesting. It was, it, you could feel the club building with each season uh, in the years up to that. And then when we lost the grand final in 2007, you kind of knew we were going to lose 2007 from when uh, Brett Stewart got hit. Yes. And, but when it got to 2-8, then you also knew we were going to win 2-8. You just didn't know how, <laughs> by how much. Fair bit, so, it turns out. Yeah, 40 nil was solid. So let, let's, let's talk about that day. From you as, as a sponsor of the club, you go to the game, I'm presuming. You've got hospitality. Do you have seats? What's your memories of the day? And then we'll go into the memories of the evening. Well, the day, I normally used to have a group around 30. Yes. So we'd have a bus. Yeah. So we'd meet at the Triple H, Hunters Hill Hotel, and have a few beers. Yep. And then we'd split off. So we had two of those open-ended boxes together. And then the other boys had seats elsewhere. Then we would regather again after the game. So um, it was pretty festive. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Presume you went to the 07 grand final as well. Yep. And it was disappointing. Oh, wait, you said yourself, you could feel it. You could feel that we were going to win. We didn't know how much. It was a tough first half, that 2008 grand final. And then they put on the points late. What did it mean to you as, as someone who stuck by the club the entire time, not just as a fan, but as a sponsor? Was it everything that you hoped for during those moments when you used to sign the check and sign the papers when you made those sponsorship agreements? It was a little bit. The other funny thing I remember about that particular grand final was that we were in a section of the stadium that was surrounded by Melbourne Storm. So it was one of those times where you stand up and people tell you to sit down. Yes. So as we started scoring some points, we would stand up and be told to sit down. By the end, we were standing all the time. <laughs> that was and the funny. Melbourne people had yeah. gone home. <laughs> They're just looking. They can't say anything. So Amazing. We, would, we actually asked them to get up with us, but they, <laughs> Melbourne people don't do that. No. Nah. No. We've spoken a bit about the the ups and downs of the Sea Eagles. Um, what about in your own business? Like, obviously, we're we're aware of the the success you've now got in the UK, and I guess that takes you back to your days when you were over there as a solicitor early in your career. Um, how did that all come about? And I know you're spending a lot of time in the UK now. Is that are you still as involved in the Australian business, or is Dave looking after a lot of the day to day there? The, the UK came about because. People used to say that I took over my father's company, which I thought was a bit weird. So then I had this little idea in my head that I'd form a business in a different country and, uh, and then take it on. So in, in 2000, with five other guys, I formed the, the group in the UK. And then in 2006, I purchased their interests out. We're now uh, the largest glass processor in the UK. So we do about 45 to half of the, all the bottles recycled in the UK go through one of our plants and about probably 50, 60% of the industrial glass market. So it was quite satisfying to build that over there. And um, in terms of how we work here, we work, Dave and I work really closely together. So I've got different management in the UK. I still work closely with Dave here. And what's it like working with your brother? I mean, I know a lot of brothers have a relationship that is um, close, but then also not so close at times because you're brothers. 
well, he's got a good sense of humor and he's like my best mate. It makes it pretty easy. We've actually sort of hung out since he was 10. Yeah. So it's been interesting to be his mentor. What, what's the age the, gap between you uh, two? 14 years. Wow. Okay. So I was his mentor first. So I used to go to um, all of his football games while he was at school. And then that just merged into work and everything else. So it's, it's been a privilege. It's been really good. And a shared love of the seagulls, no doubt, which I think is through the whole family, isn't it? The, the love of the seagulls, which must, must make you proud when this business that, that yourself and Dave have built up and then you run it, the seagulls are running out with URM across the front of the jerseys. Yeah, I can't remember the first time that happened, but I think it's maybe that uh, one of the indigenous jerseys. Community jersey in 2016, I believe it was. No, no, no. It was the Indigenous years before oh, that. I oh, think. right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one-off. Yeah, Indigenous Yeah, we did one-offs yeah. for years. Yeah. It was really good to see it. And it's, um, as I said, it's a great privilege. So, yeah. So um, we talk about grand finals. We're, we're yet to win one with that logo across the front of the jersey on the on the big spot on the front of the jersey. So that should be coming soon, I reckon. We might win the COVID Cup this year. <laughs> and, and as you heard in the background then, there was the halftime siren. That is something I want to touch on in the second half. In the time being... We will hear from our sponsors, take a little bit of a break, and we will be back with the second half of our chat with Anthony Johnston of the URM Group. The Manly Warringah Seagulls thank our major partner, United Resource Management, for their ongoing support. Season 2020 is URM's 24th consecutive year sponsoring the Seagulls, and they are also big supporters of communities right across Australia. The Seagulls also thank Premier Partners, Shore and Partners Financial Services, Lotto Land, and all corporate partners of the club. For a full list of Seagulls corporate partners, head to seagulls.com.au. And welcome back to the second half of our chat with URM Group Managing Director Anthony Johnston. Anthony, before the break, we were discussing your sponsorship and your different components of the sponsorship that you've had with the Seagulls. You probably can tell us more about when you first came onto the jersey of the Seagulls. That's a big step going from what you had been doing, signage around the grounds, hospitality, etc., to actually physically getting on the jersey of the club that you've loved since you were a young boy. Yeah, I think the first one was um, 2009. Talking to Luke in the break, I'm not sure how many jerseys we had, but maybe 30. Yeah, a fort. we need to ones. take a walk down that walk of fame. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of wall space in the in the URM office. Yeah, so uh, Luke, you might be able to give us a bit more of an insight. At the URM offices there in Chatswood, you've set up in your hallway just a full run of framed jerseys with all the URM uh, branding on that. It's It's an amazing sight. Every day you walk past that, or oh, not every day because you're not in the office every day, you're in the UK a lot, a lot of the time, but obviously getting out of those those lifts in the in the URM building, which a lot of people would have seen driving down Pacific Highway at Chatswood, must be like a, I guess, a bit of a reminder and you, maybe sometimes you just go, oh, that's right, we've, we've progressed to being the major sponsor of that team. <laughs> Funny thing is we only just put them up about a year ago. Before that, they were actually just in the office next to mine, all stacked up. <laughs> so I was particularly proud when we popped them up. Nice. Well, you're a busy <laughs> they man. They deserve to be on a wall. Yeah, absolutely. And it was that always sto- one that of those storage jobs. room was becoming a bit, they were <laughs> creeping out the door, I think. <laughs> and Luke used to drop another one or two every year up. Of course. And that's it. 2017, URM became the major front of jersey sponsor of the Manly Seagulls. You can look back in time now and we can look at the famous major front of jersey sponsors of the Seagulls. You know, you're thinking... Pepsi, you're thinking Warmolds, you know, those iconic jerseys back in the day with Cliffy and Beaver and, and all the rest. You're a part of that now. We'd love to think, and I'm sure you'd love to think, that 
maybe this year, as you said, the COVID Cup or 2021 or who knows, that there will be the Manly Seagulls on the dais and the last day of the NRL, first Sunday of October with URM up there. And it's a part of history and you're a part of history with this club. Well, that's right. And in fact, before we knew whether the game was coming back, people used to say, well, what do you think of the 2020 season? And I'd said, well, the way I see it is this. In the last round, which was round two, we played the Premiers. We beat the Premiers. So in 220, if they call it now, <laughs> we'd have yes, to fair. take it. A- absolutely. Winners. It's, a, it's almost a shame. Well, you've overseen with your sponsorship, you know, some of the greatest players of Manly and also into the future, you know, to think that the Tom and Jake Trebojevic's, the Daily Cherry Evans, have worn your logo with pride. They know you personally. I know you're a smart, hardworking businessman and, and all the rest. It must be nice being a bit of a fanboy as well. Oh, it's fantastic. Tubes was a player when I started, then he was a coach. He left for a while, then we brought him back as the Euro ambassador a couple of years ago. Yeah, tell us more about that. When he left as coach, obviously there was, um, what would you say? There's politics. Of, politics. There should be politics. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Not enough so. of an investigation. <laughs> But the thing is, it's a football club, and, and he's very much a part of the fabric of the club. I reached out to him and said, well, look, you've got to come back. Tubes was like, I'll do it for you. So I said, all right, you can be the Yorum ambassador. And he did a great job, and he'll be with us again when we get a crowd back. And God, the people love him, don't they? What about that first day he came oh. back? AJ hires a helicopter to, <laughs> to get Tubes back in to deliver the game ball. Um, so that's a fair, a fair grand entrance. Oh, um, it, it was. It, it was incredible. You know, yes, there had been the the politics and all the rest, and Tuvi hadn't been to a game since then. Suddenly, the triumphant return, the prodigal son returns, and he flies down in a helicopter, lands on the ground. He gets out. The, the crowd goes nuts. Again, it's you're adding to the history of the club. That's right, and it's good. Tuvi's is good for the club, you know. It, and then, of course, you've got Beaver. Beaver was a player when we started. you got Brett, Snake, yep. and the Stewart boys. It's... um. No, 24 years is a long time. I think there's a, is there a family history with Beaver? Did Beaver's dad work for URM at some stage or something like that? Beaver's dad did work for URM. Very good driver. So, um. Better than Beaver, I say. We did a, we sent Beaver for a day's work, remember? And he, he didn't last too long. (laughs) He he got asked to, um, just come back for promos instead. Yeah, that's right. Oh, his dad led the way. But what about, like, we're talking about how, like, obviously Tuve's coming down in the helicopter that day. That was URM taking the initiative, AJ making the call to, to Tuve's to, to get him back because that's what the people wanted. That's what the community wanted. It can be overlooked sometimes that URM on the front of our jersey, I'm speaking on behalf of you here, AJ, but knowing your business so well and knowing you so well, it's not about the brand exposure. Like, that's fantastic. It's about the community. And right from the start, it was about URM investing to save the Sea Eagles for the community. And it feels like 99% of our partnership now, um, and not only us, but everybody else that you support in the community, it's, it's really about community, isn't it? And people rather than brand exposure. Well, that's right. And it's also um, people forget the value that these clubs create within a community. And therefore, if they're going to survive, you've got to make them strong. And in the end, the Seagulls is a stronger club with tubes a part of it because then you've got more positive energy, more people pulling together. And, uh, you know, that's the type of thing that I try and encourage and support. Yeah. And to that point, I guess it's, there's millions of people that see the logo there on the jerseys on TV. Um, but there's, there's hundreds of thousands of people that also are touched through the school education programs through, I know that yourself and Dave have a very strong focus on looking after the kids and then the kids will tell the parents what to do. <laughs> um, but even little things like teaching the kid, giving the kids the little plastic branded bins teaching them the different lid colors on what goes where. Yeah. And that's all about, that. that's not a commercial thing. That's about the environment. It's about sustainability, which is kind of the way where 
I guess URM use the Seagulls partnership to to educate the community in an engaging way. We, we work with a lot of the, the surf clubs on Northern Beaches, We, but also not just Northern Beaches. I mean, we have other groups like Lane Cove Community Aid. I think we come up to 25 years sponsoring them this year. This is an organisation that has volunteers who go out to people who want to live in their own homes and mow their lawns and stuff like that and deliver food and things like that. So as a businessman, you get to support many different uh, organisations and uh, you are lucky to support many great ones. And um, yeah, you, you get out a lot out of giving. I bet you do. I bet you do. And, and I think it's your own staff too. I know it probably hasn't been spoken about publicly that much, but I know that your staff, you guys actually, Dave was telling me one day over a beer that you got, and something I didn't know, but you guys actually help them with their shopping, with their, like the foods they should be eating and everything to, to help the families. Because if you've got healthy staff, then you've got a healthy business. We have tried to support the health things. Not always picked up on. It's a, an assistance. There's parallels to rugby league there. I mean, we have nutritionists. We have Des getting into certain players who may need to stay away from certain fast food outlets. KFC, good sponsor. Good sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. So, yeah. So, what you're doing is helping your people be the best people. Exactly right. You know, you get one life. you got to make the most of it. You've been supporting the club for a long time, sponsoring. Tell us about some of your favourite players over that time. As a boy, who did you love growing up? Fulton and Gray Meaty growing up. Russell Gartner was also good. Terry Randall, good. Then you go through the next phase, you know, obviously Beaver running off Cliffy. Yes. That was really good. Ridge was good. Then you go to the next stage, like Nick Kosef, really good. Yeah. I particularly like players like Beaver, uh, Kosef, like the Stewart boys, because they're loyal to the club. You know what I mean? Definitely. I think, and I, I have a great deal of respect for that, especially in the, the modern game. And then, of course, you know, you've got Daly. When, when we ran the grand final, great combination between, uh, you know, the old stalwarts, uh, Steve Maddai and the, the Stuart boys. That was a great mix, wasn't it? The yeah, young, young fellas the young running guys. the show at yeah. the halves. Yeah. In Kieran and Daly. So um, that was a good period. Yeah, and I think I think Daly will lead the charge with the young boys coming through now. You can feel that they're getting some momentum, they're getting some energy. Yeah, it's a, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, I, I'm sure it has. Can you tell us a bit more about Daly as a, as a person? Because, you know, obviously the fans see him as the great player and captain that he has been with this club for such a long time. You've gotten to know him personally through your involvement with the club. He tends to get a, a bad rap in the media through different reasons. I know that uh, your personal experiences with him is, have, have always been one that's it's been an impressive one. Yeah, I think um, sometimes you take the bad rap. I mean, the, these are professional players. They've got a right to negotiate their contracts, and everyone does that differently. And I think as a young man, it's, it's difficult to do that, especially if you're in the public eye. I think from Daly's perspective, once a decision is made, a decision is made, certainly for the Seagulls. And I think he's a good leader. He's a very disciplined athlete. He, he leads the right way. Fortunately, he rarely misses drop kicks. Exactly right. A hundred percent. Well, AJ, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on today. It's, it's another great insight into who you are as obviously a fan, a person to hear that at 1997, you were part of that group that potentially saved this wonderful club going all the way through to now 24 years of sponsoring the club to become the major sponsor. We can't wait to celebrate 25 with you next year. We're excited about where, as you put it, the COVID Cup gets us this year because I think we both know we're in a very good position. On behalf of the Manly Seagulls, on behalf of fans and members, we just want to thank you so much for your support, for your love of the team, for sticking by us through all these years. Yeah, look forward to um, the end of this season. Uh, let's hope we finish this year strong and hopefully uh, then next year 
we have an interesting 25 here as well. 100%. Thanks It'll for be a time, good boys. party, I can tell you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. AJ, thank you very much. No worries, boys. Thanks again. Cheers. 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 This has been the Seagulls Business Podcast, presented by and recorded in the studios of Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. You can follow the Seagulls on LinkedIn. For more episodes and other official Seagulls podcast channel shows, head to seagulls.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an ASCII Live Media production for the Manly Warringah Seagulls official podcast channel. 